pants today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Free Skate Friday. We're here in period one. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, Evan Rao, and master producer, Kale Sorbo. How's everybody doing today, first of all? Put the music back on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bop, man. I can't, I can't be doing bad with that bop on. Yeah. He's Starting the show it. with a little GT is fine with me. You love to hear it. Getting a little bit of music in. It's Free Skate Friday again, so we, we'll we talk about some hockey things, no doubt. But this one's going to be a little bit all over the board as it's the off season, And, and you know, we were kind of reminiscing today. Um, it is 9-11, of course, so more of a somber tone to that one. But we were talking before the show, and, and what's everyone's memory of today? Like like the day of? The day of, yeah. Um I was in ninth grade. Uh I was in third period English and it had just ended when our principal came over the speaker and was like somebody flew an airplane into the World Trade Center. And we were like like most of the kids in my class were like, What's a World Trade Center? And it was just sort of a weird vibe. And then I went, I had lunch immediately after. And we went and we were just watching the TV. And then we saw the second plane hit. And it was just like, what the hell is going on? And it was, uh, it was weird. Kids were getting pulled out of school all day. Um, and then I did not. My dad, my parents were like, what's this going to do? Yeah. And so I, you know, I went to school as normal and then I got home and like, I don't know. It was just the confusion of the day. And, you know, I'm a freshman in high school. So it was like right before that age where I started to understand things globally more. (laughs) Yeah, for real. And, and, and like, it was, dude, it was, it was so weird. And like, my dad was like, he, he came through the back door and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Am I? Like, you're the adult. I need you to tell me what this means because I don't know what's going on. And then he just gave me a big hug and I just like burst into tears. And I was, because I just didn't know what was going on. And it was so scary because it was like, this doesn't happen to us. You know, like it just, just. It was just, it was scary. You didn't know what was going on. And, you know, I'm a freshman in high school. I don't, I don't know anything about anything. I've been in high school for, at that point, three weeks. I don't know what's going on in the world. (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I don't know anything about the Middle East. I don't know anything about the geopolitical issues that got us there. You know, it was, it was just, it was, Yeah. And and I remember like vivid details from the entire day. 
Like I, I remember like waking up that day. I remember all of the details from that whole day. It's just, it was so weird. Other resident old person on the podcast, Evan. <laughs> I, am, I was also a freshman <laughs> in high school. So my experience also combines another experience then because I went to Columbine. So this was two years after the shooting. So I remember going into class and actually first period, my teacher had the TV on when it was all starting. Everything was happening. And throughout the day, every class I went to had the TV on because they kind of figured it was all a big deal, which it was, obviously. Um, And then at lunchtime, because of the profile around Columbine, they evacuated our entire school because they had legit concerns that Columbine was going to get targeted. So we all got sent home. uh, And I remember being in the basement with a bunch of friends that day, just watching the news and just keeping up with everything that went on and for me, I think, you know, my big thing was my dad is from India, so he has darker skin, and I think I had concerns that he was going to be profiled after that, which I don't have memories that he was, but, you know, I know that did happen after that. So, yeah, um, yeah I, was, I, I just remember all day at school, it was on the TV from the moment I walked in and yeah, I I don't remember if we even went to school the next day, if they closed it the next day or what. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember that that part. We Sorry. definitely did. We went to school the next day, like everything was back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. I, nothing changed yeah. at all in my school. Crazy. Uh, yeah, as someone way younger than you guys, we were just talking about <laughs> this before the show, and this shows my age, but... Uh, 9-11 is my first memory. Like, it's genuinely the first thing I can remember in my life. I was four years old, and <clears throat> my parents were on vacation, and I was at my grandma's house. And I remember sitting on the floor in her uh, living room, watching the TV, seeing the smoke come up from the towers, and turning around and seeing her crying. Like, that scene is my first, like, really, really strong memory that I can remember. Um and it's super odd. And then uh, when I was in college, I was in a journalism class my senior year. And uh, it was a class that had a wide range of kids. So everyone from seniors to freshmen. And um, every year we do stuff around 9-11, especially in journalism school, um, just because it fundamentally changed the profession. And it was the first time I was in that class where there were kids who uh, were born um, – at a time where they had no memory of the event. And it was like really interesting to see what that delineation was because they were learning about it from a historical perspective and not as something they experienced. And um, so I was like, I always think about how different that was and how there was a, like a clear demarcation on how people treated the event from that. And uh, yeah, it's just, really interesting and really odd. And for people my age, I think that is a really a line of demarcation in our, in our lives. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one of those things in American history for sure. Um, yeah, my, I was in fourth grade. Um, so you were sort of the weird, like in between, I've always been the in between guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
It, it, my school started very, very late. We had a 9 a.m. start time, so that's like 11 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So like, <laughs> 9 a.m.? Yeah. So that's crazy. By the time Ew. I had even woken up, like I wake up and the first thing my mom says to me is, don't turn on the TV. So I immediately go and turn on the TV. And they had, at that point, they were just finding out about the plane that went down that like didn't make it to its target mm. because the the passengers like took them out. So I didn't even really know what was going on until I got to school and they were like, hey, so people flew planes into the World Trade Center. Yeah. So well, and like none of us were of the age where. Yeah, where had that, any like, appreciation meant for something that. to me, right? It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I don't understand. And yeah, I the rest of the school day went on weirdly like normal after that for me. Like, there wasn't really a whole lot of anything. I found out later in life that like my parents had a fight about it because my dad was like, "You need to take him out of school right now." And my mom was like, no, they're not going to attack this random elementary school. What? Yeah. So my parents were like, they were like, they're not coming to Kitty, Texas. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Which, you know, good point. <laughs> but they, they were right. But definitely for people as old as Kale and older, uh, <laughs> a, a moment that I think everybody remembers. Yeah. Um, which. It, it is what it is. Uh, obviously, not a happy moment for, for anyone, but... It's kind of a formative one, though, because it's, sure. it's, it's... You know, I had a... You know, my first memory was the Oklahoma City bombing, and I didn't understand. I didn't understand that at all. Yeah. It made no sense to me. And, you know, I've since watched the 400 documentaries that have been made about it, and... And Timothy McVeigh, and you know how, sure. like the just the 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 chain of events starting in Ruby Ridge and going to Waco, and like what led to all of that, right? And all how all these events kind of build and lead from one thing into another, into another, and you know, just as a kid, you're just like, why would people do this? Yep. And I think that's one of the great things about being a kid is the innocence. Yeah, it was so seriously, and. And an event like that strips you of some of that. Yeah. You know, I think it sucks that that's Kale's first memory. Like, one of my first memories that, that I can recall just in life in general was, like, being in preschool and playing with frogs. <laughs> you know? And that started, like, a thing. Like, I, I like frogs. Because I remember playing with them when I was really, really young, and they were cool. And, like, it's just, you know, it's a happy memory, and that sucks that that's like one of your first memories ever is 9-11. Like that's, and it's sad. It's honestly, I think it's, it's sad 19 years later to see where we are, you know, yeah. so angry and so divisive and we can't have conversations about anything. And everybody just wants to play this giant game of gotcha and slap each other. And <laughs> it sucks, dude. Like, because the twelfth, you know, for a lot of us, the twelfth was a uniting day. You you felt a certain yep, a uh, certain level of pride and and like we're in this together. Like you felt like everybody got attacked and it was awful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
a time that everyone remembers one way or another, if you were around for it and can remember. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's today, 9-11. It's Free Skate Friday. We figured we should talk about it. Um, focus on, uh, put the focus, if you're putting energy out in the world, put the focus on thanking the people who were there and um, the first responders from that Definitely. day. 100%. Around and put the focus on the things that matter. Yep. Definitely do that. Much appreciated. If you do, if you're one of those people doing all the good work out there, we do want to take this podcast at least somewhat back to hockey, though. Um, I'm told AJ promised stories about Mark Barbario. And since we're talking about memories, and he just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that that was accidental, but maybe. My please. bad. Okay. <laughs> AJ has to funny. tell a story, and he's just out. Yeah, AJ promised stories. Bye. <laughs> no, we uh, you know, we we mentioned that Mark Bavario was headed to Switzerland, and I had mentioned on Twitter yesterday that uh, you know, I might I might use the time to tell stories because he is he is my favorite player that I've uh, that I've ever covered. Just and I say I say player really, it's because of the person. Um, getting to getting to know Mark Barbario a little bit and and getting to spend time talking with him. Uh, you know, some of these guys, it's. Let me let me tell you how different it is to go from just being a person that's online and you watch the games and you're tweeting about a guy and a guy turns a puck over and you're like, that son of a bitch, you know, fire him into the sun, get him off of my team. He sucks. He's terrible. I hate him. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And like you, you're just like, it's like such like a sports fan thing where you just, you're totally disconnect the humanity involved in it right like that this is a person who just who just he just made a poor decision with a puck in the split second and you know whatever right and and then you end up in that locker room and you're having conversations with them and you're getting to know these guys and it's like damn it like why does why can't why can't that guy just be such a jerk? <laughs> you know, like there have been there have been past Avs players that were just jerks who also weren't very good. And so it was like eh, that tracks. Like you're easy to dislike yeah. because you were bad also. You just kind of suck as a dude. Mark Barbario is the opposite of that. He is just the easiest guy in the world to root for. Like I remember when he got claimed, when they first claimed him from Montreal and I was like, all right, so you've gone through this a, a little bit already, you know, having gone from Tampa Bay yep. and he was just like, he was, he was just so excited. He was like, look, I know things aren't going well. Cause that happened during the 48 point season. You know, he says, I know things aren't going well here right now. But this is opportunity for me. This is a chance for me to prove myself. This is a chance for me to play regularly and to get on the ice. And all I want to do is help this team turn it around and win. I want to be here when they win again. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of something meaningful. And let me let me tell you, as the lone media member who covered that team start to finish that season, 
how nice and refreshing it was to have one person in that locker room who gave a shit. After like to be there, yeah. After like December tenth, yeah. Everybody else in that locker room was out, and like you can you can criticize whatever. Like when you're that far behind in the standings, like let's be honest, like come on, it's just human nature. You're not going to go out there. You're not going to give that little extra mile. You're not going to block that shot. You're not going to whatever, right? Like you're not going to do all those little things that, that that you do to try and win games when. Okay, well, now instead of being 35 points behind uh, the, the last playoff spot, we're 33 points back. Go team. You know, like it, the dudes were out because <laughs> that team just collapsed. Yep. And Barbs was, he was just into it. He was, he was engaged every day. He was into it. And then as the team got better around him, it was interesting to still have conversations with him. I know I've I've told the story on the pod a couple of times about talking to him after game 82 against St. Louis where you know he was a free agent and and he was just so excited. I talked to him after they lost to Nashville and he was he was in tears and he just he he loved being an Av so much. And it was striking to me that a guy felt that way because it had not. I mean, just the year before you had guys that couldn't wait to get out of that locker room. And here was this guy who just, he was dying to come back. He knew he was right on the fringe of the roster. He was right there on the bubble where it's like the abs wouldn't have had to work very hard to necessarily find a guy who was better than him. But instead of doing that, they just, they gave him a two year deal and brought him back. Right. And by the end of that time, you know, he was obviously he wasn't he wasn't even close to playing and whatever, right? Doesn't who cares about that part of the story? It's not it doesn't matter. But it was like this was a dude who just he just wanted to be an av because it meant so much to him. The organization gave him a chance. He took advantage of it. It ended up being a very good relationship for both parties. They ended up thrilled with each other and like how nice is that in sports? Yeah. Like like we saw Matt Duchesne should have been the ultimate fairy tale. And it ended so ugly. So ugly. So many fans have turned on him permanently. And like, in I'm sorry, but in my eyes, justifiably. And like Matt Duchesne, and kind of like Ryan O'Reilly. Matt Duchesne, Ryan O'Reilly, both divisive guys in Ab's history. Mark Barbario won't, won't be remembered like those guys for obvious reasons. But I hope that when people do think about him five, ten years down the road, they only think about him as a guy that they they should have been absolutely p- beyond proud to have worn the jersey of their team. Did w- did everything right in every in every facet. Just a great human being, and a guy a guy that loved being an Av. And I thought that that was I thought that and d- right during a time where not a lot of guys liked it all that much gotta find the find the light in the darkness sometimes definitely i talked to him after game 82 as well and that was my first year in the locker room and because i was way i was on the outside of like a big huddle i think it was either around landy or miko and if anyone remembers that year barbs missed like 45 straight games and i think he came back for game 81 and then immediately was out there playing 20 plus minutes the way that things were going on that defense. He was on the dog pile. Yeah. 
Um, because that was the year EJ went down, and they were like rolling Duncan Siemens. So mm-hmm. they were just playing Dorob all these. Hadn't even quite established himself as an NHLer yet. It was yeah. I think it was like it was Barry Zadorov, Gerard, and then Gerard got hurt. Uh, Nemeth and Barbario. Yeah. That's like yeah. who they were running with. It's crazy. So, but I just remember him getting into his locker room, <clears> sitting <throat> down, and I'm standing right there, and he go. He just. I remember him sitting at his locker room and just going, "Man, that was fucking awesome." Like just talking to himself, and I was just like, "Yeah, you got a minute to talk," and he was just so happy to talk and such a nice guy. And I remember I talked to him in the training camp this year. Just he's one guy you could just talk to off the record about anything. I was talking to him about that Instagram thing that he put up last summer where he's playing hockey in the middle of the freaking ocean or whatever that was, and how cool that was. But super nice guy. Um, I'm a little bummed personally. He didn't get into the lineup the way things worked out in the playoffs. I personally would have played him, but it's kind of funny how it works out because, you know, those, those depth guys, cause I know AJ would agree with this. Kevin Kanaan's like the nicest guy in the world too. Maybe it's just, they understand where they are. Kevin Kanaan, like he, he looks you in the eye, he shakes your hand when, when we were allowed to shake hands. Um, you know, he talks to you about anything. I talked to him about, uh, just, stupid stuff and these guys are so nice and it, it just you know it's it's tough to you know it's it, like aj said when you when you're just talking about them online and then you actually meet them it's just way nice. way more recent event of that for me with uh, aj and i or at least well i spent a lot of the off season last off season on this podcast talking about how i really did not like pierre edward belmar's contract and oh, then I get so actually, cool. I get hired here by DNVR. I go to a couple of practices and, and like interview people, and I get a bunch of hockey interviews from from Avs players that are you don't really get a ton of info out of. And then I finally go to one and talk to Belmar, and it's like an amazing interview. He talks to me for like fifteen minutes and gives the best answers, and I'm like, oh my god, I <laughs> I've been railing on this guy for months, and he's the nicest person ever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, I, he's one of the better interviews in the locker room, I would say. Oh, he belly definitely. Him and Ian Cole are probably the, I would say, the two best. There's a reason Cole was on a lot of those Zoom calls. Like people request Cole because they know he's a great quote. Uh, he'll he'll talk to you. Um, Barb's. Uh, I also talked to him just to get back to him real quick. I yeah. I talked to him in the in training camp this last year as well, and I was like, I was like. Are you a little disappointed that you're back to this? Like that you're back to fighting for a job again on a on a defense that's stacked. Like they just drafted a kid fourth overall. He's in camp. Timmons is healthy. He's in camp. They traded for Callie Rosen. He's in camp. Ryan Graves is here. He's in like you you've done everything this organization has asked of you over the last couple of years. You've been a part of big wins. You've helped them get to the playoffs. And it just seems like they just keep bringing guys in to take your job. Kevin Connaughton was there to, and and he was in camp, and and I his perspective on it was just incredible. And he said, you know, AJ, the way I think about it is, had you told me at ten years old that when I was thirty, I would be in the NHL, living out my dreams, and even even though I wasn't a star player. Even if even even though I'm just competing for a job, would I have taken that? And he said, my ten year old self would have said, "Fuck yeah, 
because being in the NHL was all I ever wanted to do. And like this, that's, that's one of the reasons that made him like, that's what made him such a great role player was because this guy didn't have any illusions of like, there was no resentment that, Oh, I'm, I'm so good. Right. Like I'm, Oh, I'm, I'm not getting the minutes I deserve. I'm not getting the role that I deserve. He just went in and he worked hard and he said, how can I help the team today? And if that's by showing up and working hard and being as prepared as he could to step in the lineup, if he needed to, to be the seventh guy, to be the eighth guy, that's what he did. That's what he did. And he was fine with that. And just his whole perspective and his whole mentality, because you see some of these, like Nathan McKinnon's been the chosen one since he was like 12, you know, like he's, he has a different perspective, which I've also shared on the pod. You know, the, during the preseason, he said, the next seven years are the best I'll ever be at this. I have to make it count. You know, he's looking for a Stanley Cup, a Conn Smythe. He's looking for a, a legacy, an all-time great legacy. Mark Barbario just trying to stay in the NHL. You know, just a totally... And, like, that's part of what makes them such a tight-knit group is that they have the personalities. They've had the personalities that they and they've accepted the roles. They've accepted who they are. They they know, you know, Mark Barbario doesn't sit around and think he's Sam Gerard. He thinks he's Mark Barbario. And having guys that understand who they are in that role, that's one of the that's one of those things when you get frustrated when a team keeps bringing in veterans and veterans and veterans and they don't just turn it over to kids. Problem the problem with some of these kids, they don't have their head on straight all the time. They don't know who they are in the NHL. They all think they've all been star players their whole lives, and they haven't figured it out yet. You know, Ian LaPerriere used to score 100 points in juniors. You know, guy was a guy was a prolific scorer. Gets to the NHL, it's like you gotta you have to figure out who you are in the highest league in the world. And Barb's Barb's was great. He was he was a guy who had that totally figured out. Kevin Connaughton too. I, I love that guy. Well, he's so awesome. I mean, cheers to Mark Barbario. Wish him all yeah. the luck in the world in Switzerland. Um, we That's do a have sweet to. Gig. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. kind of three year deal, deal yeah. in the NLA at thirty years old, living in one of the, like hundred grand every year, and dude. probably one of the best places to live in the world too. Yeah, dude, go 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 get some, dude. That's awesome. I'm so I'm so excited for him that he got to live out the NHL dream, and now he's like. This is this is like the 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 lifeboat for him, right? Like this is like the the, the retirement, like the step into retirement. Oh, I'm gonna go play in Switzerland for three years. Don't <laughs> make good money. Not for really him. a physical league where you can just kind of skate around and do your thing. It's it's awesome. I'm yep. thrilled for him. We do need to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you're drinking one for barbs, highly recommend the Avalanche Amber. I just ordered some myself through Drizzly today, so I'll be drinking some tonight. Of course, you can get it at the DNVR bar, eight different kinds on tap, or find it near you with their Breck beer locator online. Whatever type of beer you like, they have a beer for you. So check them out. And while you wait for your delivery, you can play some WGT Golf, our gaming sponsor. Over 20 million people around the world 
Love the application. So get it on it. Go to dnvrgolf.com to download and search for DNVR3 to join our clubhouse. That's right. We have three clubhouses because we filled the first two up. And the third one is still starting to fill up as well. If you want to play in weekly tournaments, we have competitions every single weekend. So you can jump in with the rest of the DNVR crew and show your medal. Win. Put up yourself on the top of the leaderboard. Get that low score, I suppose, because it's golf. Or maybe we're playing closest to the hole. Who knows? But either way, ton of awesome golf content. Awesome game, whether you want to play match play, stroke play. Straight up challenge someone one-on-one. You can do it on true-to-life courses. So check out WGT Golf today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast Free Skate Friday edition. We did talk a little bit of hockey. I am going to take us a little bit off the rails again here. As Evan mentioned, or Mm. rather... (laughs) <laughs> AJ mentioned about Evan before the show. Oh, no. About a, a WWF wrestling <laughs> fandom I was told about. First, first of all, who are you a fan of? And and we'll get into uh, the, the specifics of this website in a little bit. do I even begin? Uh, yeah. I. It's funny because I have not thought about really thought about wrestling in like 18 19 years and somehow aj brought her up and i was like yeah i used to love wrestling from like 97 to maybe like 2000 my guy was sting i i think my parents still have a vhs of a movie called sting unmasked at home (laughs) that i bought which is the stupidest name for a movie because he didn't wear a mask he just made his stupid face (laughs) um and yeah, I was all into that. I, I when it was still WWF, I was a big Degeneration X fan because you know, dumb me thought it was hilarious what they were doing, the crotch shots and all that stuff. <laughs> like, oh, this is funny. Um, I probably have a VHS of them at home too. Uh, Slam '98 or something. Yeah, and I had I used to record pay per views like. The Rock versus Triple H, Hell in the Cell, or something like that, the ladder match. Um, yeah, it's very funny because I have a very different view of The Rock, whereas my daughter sees him and thinks of him as, You're welcome, it's Moana. So, um, yeah, but I, I was so into it back then that I talked to my dad about not making a GeoCities or an Angel Fire website, but Will you buy me a domain name to talk about wrestling? So, I, I I can't remember how much it was. It wasn't that expensive back then. I'm. Did you actually build this? Like, did you learn HTML code yeah, and write this I website? Did. Okay, I I appreciate that because I yeah. did something similar as well. Not with it. wrestling, but <laughs> I built it with like I learned HTML like just reading things on the internet, uh, like tables and all those things and. Built like the stupidest website that there was probably like 600 of these websites out there, but I thought that mine was going to blow up and it did not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I used to also be into like it. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like these wrestling simulators that there would be online where you would like create a person and then, you would get into like this big online group where your wrestler would like go in some weird simulated match against another wrestler. And you guys would talk trash to each other throughout the week. Like they would on wrestling. 
And I'm now thinking back. First of all, I'm wondering why the hell I'm talking about this on a public podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just such a weird thing to think about because I just do not think about wrestling at all anymore. Imagine <laughs> I was like so into it back then. 11 year old Evan cutting a promo on like a forum post is maybe the best thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> you gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I too made a website when I was around that age, but mine was not <clears throat> nearly as interesting when it came to no. fandom. It was, I think it, it looked good to me, but maybe it, it probably looked like garbage. I, I know mine did not look good, all right? When you set the background color to blue, <laughs> you know you're in trouble. Like, I used to, because they used to have, like, color codes, and maybe they still yeah, do. Oh, yeah, I used totally. To, the six number, uh, the hexadecimal. Yeah, I would just put random numbers in until I was like, oh, I <laughs> like that color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go build a... Is Angel Fire still around? I'm going to go build a website <laughs> oh, now. No. <laughs> you could not. You have to go to like Squarespace now. They're more, uh, <laughs> they've evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't even talk trash about all those great GeoCity sites that the world had for way too long. Dude, some of them were legit too. That, all right. So I'm assuming Kale's too young for this. Yeah, I have no idea. He's like, what's GeoCities? What's <laughs> Angel Fire? I've just been smiling and nodding for like the last 10 minutes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Angel Fire, great reference, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> what, So what's it like being a, being a borderline Gen Z or Kale? Uh it's weird because I'm I'm part of the group of kids that it's like right on the line, like right in yeah. between. Yeah, because I'm not really a millennial and I'm not really Gen Z. Uh, <laughs> so I, it's weird because like I have like deep memories. Like I made a MySpace page. I did all of those things that like millennials did. Like I remember like I had a Game Boy, like an OG Game Boy before it was even like I remember being stoked when I got a Game Boy Color. Like, all of that stuff, like, I have those memories. I remember dial-up internet, all of that. But also, like, most of my formative years, I had a smartphone. So, like, it's I'm right in between. And so, oh, like, man. this the GeoCity Angel Fire references, though, wait right over my head. Dial-up internet, <laughs> those were... Those were not the days. Those were not the days. No, <laughs> like, I remember my dad, like me trying to play games on my computer in the basement and my dad yelling downstairs, get off the internet. I have to make a phone call. Oh, <laughs> my family was like one of the first cable internet adopters in Colorado. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for so you. I, I never had that problem, but I do remember playing snake on my mom's Nokia brick cell phone. Ooh. <laughs> my favorite was the uh, computer games that came stock on every PC before you had internet games. So yes, like, Pinball Master. The Master Pinball Master 3000. Yeah. yeah. I played that game for hours. Uh, I got really good at uh, what's the Minesweeper? Nope. I got like ridiculously good at Minesweeper. Uh, 
because it's like all you had. How do you be good at Minesweeper? Isn't it just like random? No, no, like, no, 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 no. There's patterns. Maybe that's why I was never good at it. Yeah, you should yeah, be yeah, able yeah, to get yeah. every game of Minesweeper down to like at least a 50-50 at the end. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm thinking, so like, what's, that is that the bomb. game with the bombs? where you yeah. Pick yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I never You did. click on the things. There's like patterns you can look for and stuff you learn. Well, no wonder I was terrible at it. I was just yeah. trying to, <laughs> I was just, I was yeah. just like hoping I wasn't picking a bomb. Well, so, <laughs> I, uh, you are the worst minesweeper ever. I was too busy making Eastside Hockey Manager franchises, <laughs> changing the code in the Eastside Hockey Manager to make myself and also make myself an unstoppable superstar. So, yeah, I, I remember playing Amazon Trail on the school PCs. Yep. Uh, in the library, had to work on trail on the school PCs. Yeah, yeah see, we yeah, we we, we went from Am- we went from Oregon to Amazon, where the whole the the cool part of it was when you were in like the canoe and you were fishing with the spear, and that was like the thing that all the kids wanted to do. And we didn't actually want to play the just rest play of the game. We just <laughs> wanted to go fishing because, as as we've learned, the greatest thing to do in any video game, regardless of whether or not it's related, is to fish. Oh. That brings up another thing that is very specific to like my age group of kids, which is like the uh, the growth of the online like multiplayer game. Like Club Penguin was it. Yeah, <laughs> I had a little bit of that. I had a little bit of that. Uh, so like lots of Club Penguin, specifically the fishing. Like you could fish, and you learned that if you caught a small fish, you could catch way bigger fish using the small fish's bait. And like when I learned that secret, I was the coolest kid in my tech lab. <laughs> All right, before not uh, not some proud moments in Club Penguin. Not some proud moments. In Club <laughs> yeah, before Club Penguin, you had like pseudo multiplayer games like Neopets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Neopets. We had uh, oh, man, <laughs> there was kids in my class that would bring because you would buy the like real life Neopets and they would come with codes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Unlock kids would, like, bring stuff. their Neopets to class, and so you would play with them in real life, and then you'd go home, and, like, you'd hang out with your friends on Neopets, like, in the virtual way. It was so bizarre. I missed it's out a concept that just, like, wouldn't exist nowadays. I'm, I'm just thinking about, you got all, it's making me think of Tama, Tamaguchis or whatever Tamagotchis, they were called. Yeah. Tamagotchis, where yeah. your, your animal just crap itself all day, and you're like, well, it's going to die. Well. <laughs> oh, this dude knows what's up. He's a Digimon guy. That was that oh, was the show. Get out. Get out. Pokemon or bust. Um I, I didn't think Kale would have a MySpace, so I'm the only person who didn't ever have a MySpace on this podcast. Well, I hit it hard with MySpace. <laughs> I was like a a conscientious objector of MySpace in middle school. <laughs> I refused to, to get one. Yo, there were some legit friendships put on the rocks because of who you put top. in the top eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And anytime anytime you wanted to let the girl that you liked know that you liked her, she went in that top eight. Or you changed your song. But yeah, I was gonna ask what was your song on your MySpace? <laughs> We're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh, that bad, huh? I think I had uh it was it rotated between I think at the time it was Lincoln Park or uh, My Chemical Romance seems about right. Yeah, that, those two sound seems like about era appropriate. Yeah. Mine, mine rotated between a grip of Lifehouse songs. 
Lifehouse just makes me think of the O1Fs because that was yeah, their song. Hanging yeah. in that moment. Um, mine would have been because that would have been like 06 when that all came out. Uh, probably like the Strokes or the Mars Volta or, I mean, Pearl Jam's always in there for me, but that's about that time for me. Evan I, is dad music. Now, <laughs> I am a dad, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a dad, so. <laughs> he wasn't accurate. a dad then. <laughs> I was training. God, we don't need to rehash the <laughs> Pearl Jam dad music argument. We had that slack yeah. like six months ago, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. D-Line <laughs> is full of terrible opinions, so yeah. <laughs> I hope he's watching. Well, he I'm not, yeah. I don't know what his real name is. He's just D line to me. <laughs> okay. I will tell you after the after the Avs lost game seven, betting on pitch results with him was a great time. Yeah. I all right. Next time I you guys still Hank must owe me like twenty dollars in finders fees for those bets, by the way. <laughs> that was a good time. Easiest bet in the world. First pitch strike. All right. Easiest bet in the world. Saying online wrestling role playing, uh, that could have. Uh, I guess that could have been how you would describe it. <laughs> not, not a proud moment in my life. Now that I'm discussing it further. Now that we're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, how, I wish I could remember the name of my wrestler. It's probably something stupid. Let's give it to you. It's not something cool. <laughs> yeah. Well. None of us ever called ourselves something cool back then. Yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. No, Super like King 3000. No. I think I asked my, my, in middle school, I asked my friends, what should my instant messenger name be? And someone's like, what about Ev Doctor? And I was like, that doesn't make any sense, but I'll go with it. <laughs> so it probably was not a good wrestling name. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. All right, we do need to acknowledge Green Mountain Dental Group, the a segue best right there. family dental group <laughs> in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. A couple months ago, our sales manager, Lindsay, had her wisdom teeth removed, and she said it was a great experience. They made it super easy for her, and it kept checking up on her even after the procedure was done to make sure everything was going well. And when you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush to keep your teeth clean and looking good, so it makes the dental is easy for you. Jump on it today. Sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Free Skate Friday with AJ, Evan, Kale, and Rudo. It's been like 3% hockey so far. That's I don't think <laughs> it's going to more hockey. I don't think it's going to get to be more <laughs> hockey to be honest with you. It's Free Skate Friday, so it's the way it goes sometimes. Um so what? There was a conversation before the show about Fast and the Furious that I'm not. <laughs> <afraid> to. <laughs> oh I wasn't here gosh. for this conversation, so I'm very excited to hear. It's, what this is about. It started in the uh, it started in the lounge in the Avalanche Discord. I haven't checked uh, the lounge today, so. Yeah, no. Basically, just uh, just that Fast and the Furious is is one of the great movie franchises and needs to continue to find ways to exist. I agree. I'm actually. here for this. Yeah. I'm big in on the the Fast and Furious movies are like one of my go to guilty pleasures of like I know yeah. how ridiculous they are, but I will watch every one of them till the end of time. Yeah, they're they're great, and like they they start out kind of like wishy washy nonsense where you're like. Ugh. Okay, and then 
It was really like Tokyo Drift. It was after Tokyo Drift, the third one, where they, they were like caught into the insanity. Yeah, where they, they were, were like, like, we're gonna for be some crazy. reason. Like we keep getting funding for these, so <laughs> <laughs> they just kept saying yes. And Justin Lin is like, okay, well, I guess this is my career now. And like honestly, they they transformed it from like this like like the first couple movies are okay, and then. It it turns into like this, like they have like this like strong like family message, and like you do you do crazy shit for the people that you love, right? Like you're you're all in for family, and then and then they turned them into like heist movies, and it's like, <laughs> dude, this is Straight heist, heist with movie. fast cars. Like the, the, first, the first heist heist movie with a heist movie, movie though. Yeah, yeah. Aren't the first couple like actual like car movies? Yeah, and then it got more like because I told you I've only seen Tokyo Drift, and I've seen it multiple times. That's the only one I've seen. Tokyo Drift is the most divisive movie in the franchise because some people love it, some people absolutely abhor it. I I like it because the guy who the the guy who played the quarterback in the Friday Night Lights movie stars in it, and the kid from Home Improvements in it for like. Five minutes. Yeah, he, he's and he's the jerk. Wow. He was the jerk high school kid, but right. he had to have been like thirty at that point. Yeah. Are you guys ready to date this franchise? Well, uh, the, I think the, the first, first one, one came, came out, out in two thousand one. I was going to say the first one was an oh one movie. This is the heist they pulled. This is what they were stealing in the oh, first. Movie. It was DVD oh, players, no, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was like VCR. <laughs> 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 Thousands of dollars yes. of electronics, <laughs> and like that was like a big deal. Yes, huge. huge. Do you remember when people were paying like five hundred dollars for DVD players? Yep. When it was like HD DVD versus Blu-ray, and like Blu-ray hadn't won yet. Those TVs were sick. I remember <laughs> plugging one of those. T- my, we drove my brother to college in Minnesota. I put one of those TVs in the middle of our suburban. Yeah, and I just played madden 2002 for 12 hours on our way to minnesota those tvs were legit back then we had one too for my baseball road trips back in the day (laughs) yeah i just remember it like the first time we got a tv that had a vcr player in it and the fact that like and i was a really little kid but the fact that i could just like put my movie in and it would play without like you know i'm like a little kid i don't know how to do all the buttons and like the settings and all that but I could just put a VCR and it would play. Changed my life. I would recommend putting in Sting Unmasked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you rewind it though, Evan? Or are you going to make whoever? I own it. it. I don't have to rewind it. No, but I mean that was the thing, man. Is that when you got done watching VHS, you got to rewind that thing. Yeah. You yeah. can't it's just so go back to the main menu and hit play in, again. And it's at the no. end of the movie, and you're like, oh, spoiled now. Like, what a bizarre world. It's not even, like, with DVDs. Like, I any movie, like, I can think of literally any movie I've ever seen in my life right now, walk over to my TV and watch it. Like, that's just, that's all it takes. Like, it's so bizarre that that's the world we live in. It's so incredibly, like, crazy how fast we're spoiled. Like, yeah. the other night I was looking for a movie and I was like, I have to rent this. It's not on any of my streaming services for free. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> that, that was me last night looking for Gladiator. Like, <laughs> all right, we used to have to go to Blockbuster yeah. to rent our movies. Okay, although there is something fun about walking through the days. aisle <laughs> with your siblings 
arguing over what movie you want to watch and then picking out your movie snacks at the counter with your parents before they check out the movie. Did your parents yeah. like, buy the movie snacks? Those things were like eight dollars for yeah. like, M and M's or something. Yeah, you, they they we charged it like you were snacks. in the freaking theater. It was it, insane. That's true. <laughs> you get that bungee crunch for six fifty. Oh, oh bungee crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do, you guys, do you remember, like, you would uh, the biggest letdown is when you would go to Blockbuster and you'd get a movie and you'd pop that sucker in and somebody hadn't rewound it. Rewound it, it. yeah. And you were, and, and it was just like the credits, and, and you're like, your eyes. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's why, that's why, like, the greatest accessory of all time was the movie rewinder, the VHS rewinder. Changed my life when we got take that thing oh my out, God. Yeah. put it pop in that, thing. let it rewind. <laughs> yep, just, just. It's like a like a toaster for a VHS. You just pop exactly it down. It you is. go and do something for two minutes. You wait for it to pop back up, and then you're good to go. We never had one of those. Oh, oh they were so nice. Yeah, and like you could get them in like different styles. So like the like we had one that was like a like an old like class. I don't know. I don't know anything about cars, so I'm sure it's like a famous type of car. But it was like an old like room, yeah, like an old like hot rod. Rubber. It was like a it was like a Ferrari or something. There were multiple. Ours was ones. not, but it was <laughs> it was very <laughs> like cool. car one. Ours was just a normal like black Panasonic one or whatever. But this yeah, is and, like what an amazing invention that you like. Okay, hey, here's how you're gonna watch your movies, but also we have to sell you the VHSs, and then we also have to sell you the rewinders. Like, oh my god, you're like, dude, dude, is this Nintendo running the show? Like, what the hell's going on here? Did it become like a game of chicken for a while? Because three kids in my family, so we're always breaking everything. By the end of like my VHS rewinder's lifespan, it was like, maybe it'll rewind it, or maybe it'll yank all of the tape out and it'll be ruined. No, never got to that point. I was was mostly an only child by then. All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got a throwback to a Free Skate Friday. What, what was that hockey movie that you pulled up that had Scott Bayo in it? Oh, the kid <laughs> drank too much or something. Yeah. <laughs> so my daughter's doing like virtual schooling, and they put on a video from the '80s, and who's who's running it? Scott Bayo. And I was like, "What the heck was? What is is that? Was he in everything back in the '80s? Like, it was like some." dance song that they were all singing and Scott Baio was in it just I was like oh god this is making me think of that movie he was in did you guys see there was a there was like a hockey movie that just came out yeah and Wayne Gretzky's kid is in it yeah it's supposedly really bad it's called Odd Man Rush it's got one of the dudes from uh, Letter Kenny in it as well oh god but yeah, yeah Trevor a- Gretzky is in Odd Man Rush, and it's based on a true story. It's apparently a very bad movie. When Harvard Hockey's Bobby Sanders lands in Sweden's minor leagues, his relationship with the girl at the local market forces him to confront the reality of his childhood NHL dream before the hockey gods intervene. We need to fire up the DNVR Gaming Twitch channel and watch that and movie. Just watch this movie. <laughs> I didn't I, know Wayne Gretzky that, had a son. I got a lot of requests <laughs> for the, like, guy who thinks he's an old western cowboy hockey <laughs> watch that one. isn't that swedish though wasn't yeah, that it was a language no, so it's not swedish it's just apparently like the only country the movie got any fanfare in was sweden because it was that bad <laughs> <Bizarre>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, there's like a, I remember when we were doing the movie tournament and we were going through like really good hockey movies and we were like, wow, there's like not a lot of great hockey movies. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a short really list low bar to make a decent hockey movie. Like, yeah. It is a well, low you can't just, bar. You can't just find. You can't just like. It's hard to play. I would imagine for to like film that. Yeah. So that's what makes yeah. Miracle so good is that the hockey does not look bad. Well, because yeah. well, they got hockey players and they yeah. were like, "Here, have some lines." <laughs> And then uh, they, whereas, uh, like, Mystery Alaska is, like, the most nonsensical movie yeah. ever, where they're like, we're going to interrupt the regular season and have the Rangers go play an exhibition game in the middle of the regular season <laughs> in Alaska, in a place that in a, in a place that is only accessible by helicopter, and it was just like... Yeah, but what? Wayne Gretzky was in that movie, too, Dude, so... I, th- I think when we did our bracket, I think Goon, which is, like, a fun movie, but not, like, an all-timer by any means, was, like, a two-seed in the Goon hockey is a bracket. great movie. Hold on. Yeah. Goon is I a love great Goon. I love Goon, but it is not like an incredible film. It is a good comedy that has some hockey in it. <laughs> I would put it probably in the top 10 comedies I've ever seen. Really? Oh, wow, that's bold. You okay. have... I'm not taking any of your opinions. <laughs> Seriously, after what you told me your thoughts are on Seinfeld and Sonny... Seinfeld is objectively bad. I don't care. You can make a case for Sonny at least, but Seinfeld is not a good TV show. I also don't like Seinfeld. I've never watched Seinfeld because I'm a child. Oh my god! Yeah, I tell you what, I started I, after you were born. Kale, Kale, the next time that you're having a really hard time getting to sleep, just fire it up. You'll fall right to sleep, man. Guaranteed. Fix it. Fix it right up for you, man. Which if it doesn't weird, happen like within one episode, guy. I've like watched every other all-time sitcom like all the way through, and like I just have never. Every time I see an episode of Seinfeld, it doesn't compel me to want to watch the whole thing. The whole the whole premise of this show, the the pilot of this show, is that it's a show about nothing. Like that's not interesting. I mean, that's... all shows are about nothing. Yeah, but, but at least weren't... some have like plot lines. It has plot lines. Barely. <laughs> what do you want them to be? Six idiots sitting around a coffee shop in New York? You want Look, that? Friends was awful. So Friends was terrible too. Can't agree. Seinfeld has one of the greatest TV episodes related to hockey of all time with the Devils. You guys, you have to acknowledge that. I, I, I don't know I that episode. It, so. Oh my god! <laughs> they even brought him back last year. David Putty, face painter. Good oh, word. is that a Seinfeld reference? I never knew. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, you guys are hurting my soul. I just right knew him. I'm about to just quit this entire. The comments agree, Evan. You're the one on an island here. What is he? True facts could mean anything. He could say I'm right. We don't know. Yeah, I am right. You all can go back to your GeoCities and make your own. See, I'm right. Sitcom website. Well, I think I'm going to buy a domain because that's the legit way to go about it. What's the what's the website that Danica Patrick did? Devil Daddy or something Daddy. like that? <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld is about something.com. Yeah. Seinf- <laughs> Seinfeld 2000 is one of the best social media accounts. It's oh what if. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I think we're done for the day. Yeah, we've been going for yeah. almost an hour. Uh, yeah, fifty-five the, in true Seinfeld fashion. We did yeah. fifty-five minutes about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys have officially offended me, so I will be retiring. 
You made me talk about the stupidest things I did when I was younger, and now oh, you've offended me. Dude, Legends of the Hidden Temple was the shit. Sonny does have a hockey episode. If you if you ever go to DIA and you're just wandering around some of the terminals there, if you look up, they have some things. Uh, they have some of like the decorations and stuff that that remind me of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, specifically in. Uh, Didn't they bring that I think back? It's, I think it's uh, ter- like Concourse C. Is the one that has like very Legends of the Hidden Temple vibes. Can we all agree that that game show wasn't actually winnable? What? No, what? it was not. That. I've never seen anyone win it, and anytime anyone got close in like the maze at the end, they would just like pop the mummy out of the wall and <laughs> grab them, and that would that be was the, the like <laughs> that was such garbage. <laughs> I that was I such gar- when they were because like there was no rhyme or reason to it, there was no skill to it. They were just like. This kid's about to win. Mommy! And yeah. you're like, dude, what? <laughs> I feel like I saw somebody win. Oh, yeah. People definitely did. People yeah. definitely won all that. the time. I never saw anyone win Legend of the Hill. Well, somebody had to win Guts every episode, didn't yeah, they? Exactly. The aggro crack? They had yeah, to cry and climb that thing? That's exactly what it was. <laughs> now we're getting into the good stuff. As Kale's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I just, I, again, let, dude, I watched a little bit of Legend of the Kale's like, do you guys know deal or no deal? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I watched, we had our own shows, excuse me. (laughs) All right, all right. I want to, I'm going to go on, now that that we're done for the week, I'm going to go on YouTube and just watch old episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Good for you, AJ. It's going to be very productive. I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to tweet directly at you about it. I hope you do. It's gonna happen. To, maybe I'll watch a maybe I'll watch an episode with you this weekend, AJ. I'm gonna root for the bronze barracudas or whatever they were <laughs> yeah, those team names the, were. Purple crocodiles. Yeah. It's the blue barracudas. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna finish up the show today since we've gone off the rails. Sometimes you gotta have a, a fun Ooh, one where on the rails. hopefully you learned a little bit more about your hosts of the show here. Drake and Josh was Jesus. that's probably Drake and Josh and Nedzy classifies probably more Kale's era. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember because my little my sister era. watched that. Yeah, yeah. those dudes era. are old enough to have had drug drug problems at this point. So <laughs> probably they, they probably I do. Though. I but, but just like given how most child stars, Drake and Josh have definitely had drug problems for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on that note, we're out of here. Thank you for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this fun one. We'll be back on Monday, I believe, discussing potential targets for the abs in free agency. So, 100%. Until then, discussing. We will talk to y'all. Well, anything hockey. That's yes, what they want to hear. Actual hockey stuff. <laughs> actual hockey stuff. On the next show, we will talk to y'all then. <laughs>